Oh, well, hello, 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 hello. This is season two, episode 11. My final episode of this season. My final episode of this year. And I've decided to go live with all of you on Facebook. Because you know I'll be trying to come to y'all on Mondays anyway. And this is where we at. I've had an amazing first and second season. I got listeners in Australia now. So I feel like I'm doing big stuff over there. I hope it's the military base. And if it is, thank you for listening. And I respect y'all for what y'all do. For all the reasons that you do it for. But this episode is... I try to come from every time I try to come with an episode or a title or an idea of what we're doing on a podcast is because I've experienced it in some type of personal way or it's something that continuously come up in my coaching sections that I feel like we need to talk about on a grander scale and jealousy in relationships is one of those things that I personally have dealt with in my relationships and this doesn't matter what type of relationship you practice regardless if it's monogamous polyamory whatever whoever but the point is, some relationships, people do find themselves getting jealous of said partner. And it could be for many different reasons. It could be that their career took off before yours. Or y'all both trying to do something in a similar area and your other partner seems to be doing all the right things. Making all the right connections and things is falling in place for them and it not, might not be moving for you. Your partner might be more charismatic than you. So it seemed like everybody like them can't stand your boring ass. Um, it could be in a whole or the fact that your partner has more fight or more secure or whatever the case may be. The fact is you find yourself in a place where you can be very jealous of the partner that you with. That's why I talk about accountability the way that I do. Because if you are not accountable for your emotions and how you feel, one thing that you will do so fast is you'll reflect really fast when it's a jealous feeling that you don't want to deal with or want to acknowledge. Meaning, you'll find yourself taking shots, being short, feeling some type of way, or you will dumb yourself down in a way where you will stop continuously to do what you're supposed to do just because your stuff not popping the same way your partner's is popping in whatever aspect that it is and I think how can I put this it's embarrassing I think it's an embarrassing trait to um experience so when you experience it, you, you you want to check yourself or you want to deny that emotion because you don't want to sit up here and be like, I love this person. There's no way I can be jealous of this person. This, this, that, and the third because I don't, especially if you're a person that don't really get jealous of outside people or people that you're not in a relationship with or what they're doing don't phase you in any kind of way. So it will be a struggle with that and how that comes in and what they do and what they don't do. But a little bit of transparency for me. What made me go ahead and have this conversation is because one thing I do know is I actually experienced that type of feeling in the relationship that I'm currently in. As all of you know, I um, do my podcast. I'm on TikTok. 
I do the things that I do because I am a life coach. Speaking of that, I got a sale coming up. Do my own little plug. 50% off your first two months. Come holler at your girl. But nevertheless, my husband, on the other hand, had got on TikTok for whatever reasons that he got on TikTok. And that was fine. But I had been on there for, for quite some time. Quite some time. Trying to build my brand. Trying to build who I am. So on and so forth. And I have reached the amount of followers that I have reached. Now, mind you, I am friends with a lot of social media creators. I have a lot of different outlets. I have a lot of different connections. I am cool with people. And I am in a space where no matter how, wherever they at, you do you because that's where you're supposed to be. You don't work hard. I'm never hating on the next person. But, but, but when my husband particularly got on TikTok, I know what he said he was getting on there for, but it started to bother me because he hadn't been on there longer, long as I had been. And all of a sudden, he has doubled in followers than I had. And it started to bother me. And I didn't even realize it started to bother me because it'd be those little subliminal ass shots. It'd be, it's like if I come home and I realize that he has made a video, whatever the case may be, and don't let something be done that I've asked to be done. I have a whole motherfucking attitude. This motherfucker went on TikTok all goddamn day. He'll do what the fuck I said he would do. And then I had to slow the fuck down and check myself. Why is it bothering me? Because when husbands is being husband, those of us that are married and go through what we go through, we already know that nine times out of 10, he's not going to do something that you want him to do. So why is it bothering you in the way that is bothering you? Accountability. It's because you're jealous. Because you feel this is your ram of what you're doing and he has stepped into my realm and has exceeded where I feel like I'm supposed to control and to bother me. But if I was not in a place that I that I am spiritually and in a place of being very accountable of my emotions and where I'm at, this would be a whole problem. A whole problem that will go unnoticed and uncommunicated with smart comments and getting frustrated and me being petty and not being able to put my big girl panties on and being like you know what fuck it ain't no point of me doing what I'm doing since everybody seemed to be doing better than me and it ain't fun me so I shouldn't do this and and then what the manipulative part in the petty woe is me part is because I know my husband loved me And I know he cares about me. And because he may feel that he's hurt my feelings, it will stop him or slow him down from doing whatever it is that he's doing because he don't want to continue to hurt my feelings. The manipulation part is, it's not for me to slow his destiny down. It's not for me to get in my feelings about why he has succeeded or in a place, in a different type of place in this genre. Who knows what doors is opening for him. What I need to get the fuck out to do is get out my feelings. Find out what's not popping. Go remap my shit and then go back out there. But the, the strong part is the recognizing the emotion. Recognize the emotion enough to check yourself enough to even to be in a vulnerable place to have a conversation about it. Like, you know what? I owe you an apology because lately I've been real smart and been making a couple comments that's not that's unnecessary to you. So and then the grown up part is to bring it to the your partner when you realize it. Don't wait 
for your partner to bring it up to you. That's a coward. Because if you see it and recognize it, it's time for you to sit down and bring it up to your partner, regardless if they see it or they don't. They might feel like something might be wrong, but the honesty and the vulnerability and the transparency in your relationship helps build moments and safety and conversations in your relationship. Also expressing to people, and I'm transparent enough to have these conversations on a public scale because people need to understand normal feelings that develop in relationships. I give you another example, something that people will experience. You can get with somebody and been with somebody for so long, right? And you're doing pretty good. And say a partner decides five, six, however many years down the line that they want to change what they're doing. And you get used to your partner doing doing a certain thing and being inside of a social circle that is comfortable enough for both of y'all. But let's just say your partner get interested in making their own thing and all of a sudden they're busy. They don't have as much time for you as they used to with this new job or focusing on a career or saying bump the corporate America. I'm going to believe in myself and invest in myself. And anybody that's doing that knows on here that can vouch that that takes a lot of time and effort and dedication and focus that you're not going to have for said partner when you want to reach a certain type of success in whatever it is that you're doing. And if your partner has been with you for seven, eight years and used to you, you know, every Thursday you are home every other Saturday, y'all have spent like this, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden you're not there. You're not there how they want you to be. So insecurities and jealousy of how you're moving will set in with said partner. And we learn to disguise it because one thing we want to do in relationships is we don't want to talk. We want to tell our partner what's bothering us. We don't want to tell them for one, because some of us think that our partners is mind readers and you know, they just supposed to know that something is just terribly wrong. Or the fact is you already kind of know that you kind of tripping a little bit, but you really don't know what you're tripping about. And until you get some confirmation, you really don't want to say nothing. So you don't trip your ass off the deep end. So you, you kind of like, you know, tiptoeing. Getting a little smart just in case you're not tripping, but not getting too smart just in case you is. Yeah, get up out that limbo, Lord, how to communicate and see what it is so y'all can stay off the edge. <clears throat> Jealousy in the tribe always make me feel like my friend didn't choose or include me. It's all the worst when I can't explain that to my mate. The only way I'm able to move past it is if. I can be inside our friendship and not the relationship dynamic sort out. Ah, I can understand that. I understand that because like I just said, when we attach certain titles to things, it brings a certain type of position where we start to feel for our partner more than we feel for ourselves. Meaning I don't want to say X, Y, and Z because I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings. I don't want to set or recognize certain boundaries Because I don't want to hurt my partner's feelings. I don't want to admit certain feelings to my partner because I don't want to look a certain way to my partner. That's why therapy is so important. Because it shows you how to use certain tools where you can say certain facts and truths about yourself to your partner. Because if you can't be honest with your partner, there's no point. I don't care how long y'all been together. 
And even to that, it could be certain things that your partner do even emotionally that can make you so mad. Like, want to know some real, another transparent moment? It is one of those things that has always bothered me once I really understood my husband's disability. I got jealous, but in a way, not that I wish I had it because no one wants to go through a traumatic brain injury. But because of his disability, it's moments in life that he can just erase and forget. Not that he does it on purpose, but it comes where not only does it erase the memory, but it erases the emotion with the memory. And it's so many trauma, trauma triggering things that has happened in my life that if I felt like I had is what I call his his superpower that I could deal with and maneuver through building what I need to build so much better. That thing makes me kind of, it sounds ignorant, but it, it, it is what it is. Those are honesty points. And to not get frustrated or not, or being with somebody that doesn't make me feel like I'm trash because I'm honest about the things that I can say. Shoot, I get tired. Growth, growing, spirituality, being with somebody, being with your motherfucking self is tiring. It's tiring. Trust me. It is so tiring. Hey, pumpkin. Thank you. I liked your pictures. She was cute. So. Yes. Those parts are very tiring. But it does happen. It does happen as relationships grow, as they build. And those experiences are valid. And I will never speak from a man's perspective because I ain't never been a man and don't want to be a man. But that's how, but certain situations in what people go through when you find men being jealous of their women is because it's not so much of they're jealous of their success per se. They jealous of the fact that they're used to who you were or being there for them for some type of time. In a certain type of place. And now you're not accessible to be there for them. The same way that they're used to you being there for them. That time. Now he has to share you with the world on some type of scale. That he's not used to sharing you with the world on that scale. And I'm not saying this got to be for people that's famous and all that. No. This is. Just think about if you got a promotion. And now with this promotion you have to go to a lot of cities you could be in marketing and all of a sudden you used to be in in one city working nine to five off on weekends accessible now all of a sudden you get a promotion ceo whatever the case may be and from that promotion now all of a sudden every other weekend you out of town you out of town you going in marketing and yeah it's cool but now you have to face a certain type of insecurities you might not might not have ever faced you might not even know they was there because there was never a space for them to brew up. So if you've been used to being attached to somebody 24-7 all the time and now this particular person is gone, now it's a, it's a certain type of trust that you need to build into that person that you ain't never established before. How do you express that? How do you talk about that? How do you talk about that? And even if your person is moving the way that you feel you should be moving and say, yeah, that bothers me. Your success bothers me. It bothers me for multitudes of reasons, but it bothers me. And the fact that you can acknowledge that it bothers you, what you need to do after that is like I say, I'm going to say it in every podcast episode and everything that I have to say. Go get you some therapy so you can work through your issues. 
Because acknowledging it is great, but it's got to be action behind it. I have seen on TikTok where a person has said, why can't black men and black women start talking about the things that bother us without an argument? Because for the most part, everybody want to be right. Okay? Black women out here want to tell their side of unsuccessful stories and what didn't happen to them and their struggles, and they want to be right. On top of that, black men want to express what they're going through, what they're tired of, and they done, and they want to be right. But that's the part where I feel like I have to unplug everybody. Because everybody is right. Everybody experiences and things with said each other is absolutely right. Now that we have established that, what are we going to do as a result? And the result is to have conversations, not to debate, to express said things that have happened to said people so people can get an overall perspective of what goes on. Because there's no point of saying, well, I'm right, you're wrong, you're right, I'm wrong. No, you're all right because everybody's traumatic experience is justified. But the reason why we don't go around with the all settlement and don't blame all and willing to listen is because we know that what has happened to me has happened to me and we do know that everybody is not affected by that. But I also know that people are affected and move in different ways because of said traumas and other things that you go through. That's why a lot of people don't understand because now you have to work for somebody's presence. You have to work for somebody's space. You have to work for somebody's love. You have to work for somebody's respect. You have to work for somebody's time. You have to work for this now because it was a point where when it came in that you didn't have to work for that. People feel like they just granted to it because of whatever it is that you think or condition to. It is not the same. And those of people that are working through their own traumas and their own things that they're going through, realizing I don't mind being by myself. As long as being by myself brings peace, because just because I'm by myself don't make me lonely. It don't make me desperate. It makes me peaceful. I give my energy to those who deserve my energy. I don't let everybody steal my energy or mooch off my energy. Okay, I'm absolutely fine with not caring about not giving more energy than what I have. I'm absolutely fine with not dealing with anything or accepting less than anything. Yes, I might have done it in the past and that version of me is expired, but now I have boundaries. Now I have respect in my universe for myself and this is what it looks like. Either you can walk along with me in my universe or you can get the hell on. Either choice is yours. But with that, you're going to have to show me something different. And that has to start with yourself. Because if you're not all these things to yourself, there's no way you can recognize it in somebody else. If you don't know how to set boundaries for yourself, there's no way you can set boundaries for anybody else. If there's no way that you can be loyal to yourself, there's no way you can be loyal to anybody else. If you don't know what it's like to love yourself, there is no way that you can expect anybody to love you. And if you do, it will always fail because you never know what it's going to look like. You never know what it's going to feel like. And if you do have it, you're going to toss it up. 
You're going to make it feel comfortable. And if the only comfort you have is toxicity, trauma, drama, and pain, that's what your love is going to look like. Period. If you have to learn how to trust again, learn how to trust yourself. Start doing things where in your decisions, you're you're strong in your decision for yourself. Being in a relationship and loving you. Sometimes you have to rebuild yourself. And that's why I tell people, don't be so caught up with rejection. Some people out here rejecting you because they know how toxic and how damaged they are. They have been slapped in the face with it and they're realizing that, you know what, until I get some of this together, I shouldn't release this on the world no more because I've done enough damage to enough people that I don't need to do no damage to nobody else. Every piece of rejection ain't bad because somebody could see the, the light in you. But it ain't ready to be fixed yet. And ain't no point in taking somebody else through the mud that ain't supposed to walk with you. Because some things you're supposed to do by yourself anyway. Period. Now, with that being said, is it some people that will come into your life that will aid and abed you into growing and to show you perspectives that where you need to be in? Of course it will be. Of course it will be. And that's where those things where I talk about accountability and able to be honest with yourself and the things that you do do with your said partner. Because if you're with a partner that's freer than you here, mentally and emotionally, you're going to find yourself in a lot of positions where they're going to bother you because they're going to move so free. And it's not a lot of things that bother them. And it's going to irritate you because you're going to be looking like, why are you not upset? Why are you not bothered? You don't like me or love me the way that you're supposed to love me. Because if you do, you would be feeling how I'm feeling. And they looking at you like, no, it's not that big of a deal. And y'all not equally yoked in y'all freedom or even the potentially to be free. And you lost a good one. And the thing that you can only focus on and what they did not do for you. They did a lot for you. A whole lot. A whole lot for you. Like a whole lot. Hey, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Sometimes come it's like <clears throat> you can't get results only working on one part of it. You can't get results if you're not able to see all of the picture. That means you too. Anytime you come to any coaching sermon to me, I'm always going to teach self-care, self-reflection, self-accountability, self this, self that. Because once again, it starts even to my topic of do you get jealous of your partner? The reason that I asked the question that I asked is because it comes up so often and we quick to ignore it because we don't want to be accountable. And even to that jealousy, because we don't want to be honest about that emotion, because that emotion has a big taboo all over it. We will look for other things to attach this motion to or even create situations in our relationship. That has nothing to do with why you're really upset. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to look crazy. What I got to be jealous of my partner for? Because they're doing something that you're not doing. They're doing something that you feel that you should be doing. Or they're getting something that you feel that you should be getting. And it's not happening. And you feel some type of motherfucking way. It happens. It's okay. The envy... Is where you're going to have a problem. If you sit up and let it get too deep. Where you let envy set into you. Not talking about it. Not recognize it. Not having self accountability. 
that's when you're going to get dangerous because now you're doing things to out of this, just despise somebody. Don't nobody want to be envious, but jealousy, it comes. Shoot. It, it could be as something as simple as you wish. You could wish that you could be calm like your partner because you know, you still in that area. Shoot. Quick. And your partner real, I'm your whole ring. Peaceful as shit and you can't get there. Yeah. It happens. I promise you it do. Every day, all day. Every day, all day. And that's one of them things. When it comes to relationships and things out there, we are not our ancestors. Not, a, not our ancestors. We are not our mothers and our grandparents. We are not them in so many different ways. And a lot of people don't want to have this conversation. I guess my, my, my question to everybody out there before you go out here to establish your relationship. Ask yourself, why do you want to attach yourself to another human being? Am I attaching myself to another human being because I'm conditioned in a way that I'm supposed to be with somebody? Or what am I attaching myself to? And am I willing not to settle? Am I bold enough to put the amount of energy that I need into the universe to ask the universe to bring me exactly what I, I want? Because see, and not only to that, the, the tricky thing about spirituality is we'll pray to God to what we want, but the universe will bring you exactly what the hell you need. Exactly what the hell you can tolerate. It will match your energy. So if you find yourself in a predicament and you say, why am I keep attracting such and such and such and such? You attract all type of people. You need to ask yourself, why am I attracted to such and such and such and such? See, because we've been asking the question all wrong for a long time. We keep saying, why do I keep attracting the same man? No, you attract all type of people. It's who you choose to entertain. It's where you got to fix yourself. Why do I keep choosing to entertain the same type of person? Why is these certain type of toxic traits appealing to me? Why does this tickle my fancy? Why do I keep ignoring such and such red flags? Why don't I know how to set no boundaries? Why can't I keep my little my little monk monk in the lid? Like you have to ask yourself some questions because anything that you allow a person into your space. And don't get me wrong, it is some con artists out here. It is some people that are out here that will convince you that they are what they are. But this is this is the key key. They can only convince you for so long if you decide to ignore certain things. Because when the truth is in you, you don't have to pretend. When the truth is in you, you can keep living your life like breathing. But when you lying and you scamming, you have to keep tabs. And eventually them tabs fall apart. So either you can ignore your math because of whatever. Or you can continue to keep adding and subtracting. How you supposed to be adding and subtracting. Also with accountability with yourself and your relationships. Ask yourself what can you give. Not what you can bring to the table. What can you give. 
if you know it's certain things that you just not dealing with or you don't have the energy for, stop setting yourself up for stuff that's not going to come for you. If you don't want to deal with this, this, that, and other, stop accepting it. Set your boundaries. Stick to them. If you set boundaries and you keep unsetting or letting people cross them and then you wonder why you can't find nobody that's faithful to you, it's because you don't know how to set your boundaries and be faithful to yourself. The, the universe ain't going to give you nothing that you're not matched with. And if every person that you match with lie too much, doing what they doing or whatever the case may be, you're going to have to change what you think you deserve. Boy, I'm just saying. I'm, it's like some like we are so conditioned on, on so many things that I think a lot of people are choosing to make decisions or you choose to be with some with somebody for the simple fact that you say, I got somebody. We going to work it out. What is you working out? Because realistically, y'all know they can't do nothing for you. Nothing. At all. Emotionally, spiritually intelligent nothing and just because a motherfucker can make you feel good from time to time on a physical level that don't mean they for you at all anybody that you're going to attach yourself to and call yourself building a relationship with it should give you some charge a positive charge don't get me wrong i get a positive charge and even into that even into our ups and downs our growth me being transparent him going through what i'm going through every day i wake up i still feel energized I feel like I still have something to learn from this person. I still feel like there are certain things that we build off each other. We look at each other and we are just the best at when it comes to it. And then also, I don't think there's anybody else that can really understand me like my husband. Because it is what it is. And vice versa. And for it to be played in the life the same way. So, you know what I'm saying? It is those things. And this type of jealousy, when I'm talking about, I'm not talking about people that's with their partners to just be setting them up and can't just just deal. It is a point where people, egos, things happen, emotions that subside. Because usually when the jealousy comes in, it's just not one feeling. One thing just has not happened. It's a multitude of many things. And sometimes the jealousy is a self-reflection of how you really feel about what's going on with you. Even to my example, what I said about the TikTok, even when I went to it and did it and in self-reflect, I still had to ask myself, are you putting in the million dollar maximum effort to get the results that you looking or are you still or are you still pussyfooting around and expect the maximum results and then have the audacity to kind of get mad because somebody else got results that you supposed to have, but knowing you ain't put in the work, bitch, get yourself together. Get yourself together. Go apologize to your husband. But it takes a lot of work to get there. Especially as women. I talk about it because I'm a woman. We have this e, this little get out, of fr- get out of jail free card when it comes to our emotions. That society has told us that we're supposed to be kind of emotional and that's okay. No, it's not. I'm not supposed to emotionally abuse or and emotionally abuse my husband just because society said that I'm, I have a free card to be a bitch. Lies. That's not what that is. Now, I'm happy that I have an understanding.
understanding husband that understands that I'm going to go through some things and every day ain't going to be cute, but understands that I'm grown and I got growth. So if I am way out of line, I can come apologize as, as well he, and we can learn to talk, move forward and look for results because I don't go into any conversation with my husband looking to be proven about who's right. Because first of all, I'm a Libra. Nine times out of ten, I'm already right. So that's not the point to prove. The point is, what results do we need to get so we won't be back in this emotional state in this relationship? And able to listen to your partner express how they feel and what got them there or whatever the case may be and able to be able to listen and say, you know what, what type of help, what kind of support can I offer? What can I offer to my partner to make her feel secure or him secure in this situation or build them or show them some, or what type of, (laughs) what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Effective criticism. Can I give my partner to get them on the road so if i had to tell my partner hey you're not where you want to be or where i'm at it's because you know your ass been slacking period yep i know it's gonna feel like putting salt in the wound but you know your ass ain't did x y and z and you're not making your health goals because you know you ain't worked out in a month baby i love you but the truth is in me and i'm gonna tell you you gaining weight and you complaining about it, but you steady complaining about it, but you still eating to 12, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. I love you the way you are, but I'm tired of you complaining. So if you complain and do something about it, effective criticism, it has to come from your partner as well. We sat in relationships and we will watch our partner destroy themselves all because we don't want to hurt them feelings. Hurt them because you're doing it out of love anyway. You ain't got to be petty. You ain't got to be messy. But it comes to a point when your partner comes to you, it's like, okay, well, it's time for you to stick to your boundaries. It's, t- it's time for you to stick to what you said. You said you wanted that promotion at work. They're not giving it to you. Have you put in the hours? Have you made the sacrifice? Have you did what you did? Well, that's it's not it's not for me. It's not my responsibility for you to view it as for them to view it as effective or not. Your delivery is always going to not feel effective because it's going to hurt your feelings that your partner is telling you exactly what it is that you want to hear. If you're emotionally intelligent enough to hear it, yeah, when you first hear it, it's going to hurt every bit of your damn feelings. But you're going to sit down and take it as I'm glad my partner was honest with me. I'm glad my partner didn't let me sit here in despair and not give me the truth. No, your partner don't have to walk up and say, you know what? Your fat ass been eating cupcakes and donuts every motherfucking day out here smelling like oats and gravy. Like you don't have to say it that. But if I'm at a point where I'm constantly complaining and constantly doing anything and I'm coming to my partner and providing a safe place, it is my partner responsibility to be honest with me. And yes, I'm spoiled and I'm a brat. I don't like to hear it. But he gonna have to tell me because it's the motherfucking truth. But because I have recognized what I am and who I am, I have also worked on my response to make him comfortable enough to tell me the truth. Because it's also your response. I am emotionally intelligent enough to know that I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna shed a little tear and I'm gonna take me a minute because I'm not going to react or project any of my feelings on you. Facebook, they allow you to smoke TikTok, won't kick you off of everything. Oh, okay. Facebook, I don't give a fuck. 
don't criticize me and be petty as fuck with it. That ain't constructive. That's true. That's very true. Don't be petty. And don't throw it up against me. But my thing about it is you're never ready to really receive criticism from your partner. And that's just the truth. No one on here is ever ready for your partner to be super honest with them about shit. Because you know what? On some real shit, some of the shit that your partner have to be honest with you, you already knew the truth anyway. It only hurts your feelings that they said it to your face. Like real shit. And that do come with definitely constant communication because what you can't do is you can't be in a place where you're saying something and then your response is to shoot back. This is not, oh, he hurt my feelings, so I'm going to hurt your feelings. <coughs> this would be in a place where, like I said, the stage has been set. You come into your partner, you you constantly complaining about this, that, and the other thing. Oh, I use me because, you know, I don't give a fuck about being transparent. It was a point where I was coming to Brandon like, hey, I've been doing this thing for a minute. It ain't popping. Da, 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 da. I'm sick of it. People ain't supporting me how I feel that they should be supporting me. Blah, blah, blah. X, Y, Z. Yada, yada, yada. Brandon set me right now. I hear that. But when is the last time you did this? When is the last time you did that? How many times are you being consistent? This, this, that, and the other. He wasn't rude. He didn't come, but those questions alone made me feel some type of way. Like, why the fuck are you asking me? Am I consistent? Like, really? Are you trying to come for me? No, he's not. But the truth about it is he didn't even have to ask me because I'd already asked myself and I knew the answers to the questions. Spoiled. No excuse about it. I have nothing colorful to say about it, but that's just what it is. And that's just how it was. That's just it but I still am in the spot where all right but also like I said no matter who you are boy that's the part that's the part now I what I can say because this is what I'm gonna say about me I'm always offended I'm always offended that's because I'm spoiled and I'm a brat. I've said it. But my thing about it is, like I've also said, I'm already emotionally intelligent enough to be like, okay, well, I know they say that love still hurt my motherfucking feelings. I'm also a Libra, so it is what it is. But that is very true. It has to be at a point where you can show that you can talk to me like an adult. And I have to be in a point where I can talk to you like an adult. And not just being able to talk to you like, can I even trust you to talk to you, period. Because what happened is the last time we had this conversation? Did you use it against me later? Did you bring it up in the conversation to use it? Did you weaponize it against me when I was able to be in my feelings? So if the safe place is not granted to do that, it's going downhill from that point. We're fucking garless. Period. Point blank and dying. Know what I'm saying? Men have to be in a place where they need to be more vulnerable about that thing called ego. A lot of men was conditioned in a certain way to provide and protect. <coughs> All they know is to go to work, make that money, bring it home to that wife, and protect that wife. 
A lot of these men lost their doggone mind through an appendage. That transition was hard for them. They didn't care. To, and, and they wasn't ones that was all too misogynistic. They wives had jobs and they was fine with that. No problem. But they knew their job was making X, Y amount of dollars that usually had put them in the forefront and they was used to doing something. A lot of these people lost these jobs. These men didn't know what to do because now their manhood is defined by making money. Not that you've done anything to them, but that's what their manhood is defined by. <clears throat> and this is the first time in y'all relationship in 10 years, five years, three years, whatever. He has had to face this problem of not providing any financial way. And he don't know what to do with that because now that's what he's conditioned that his manhood is defined in. It has never had to be uh no one has never pushed this issue. He's never had to test this theory or none of that shit. But now he's here. Walk around the house mad. He mad at you. Because, see, you didn't usually lose your job during the pandemic. You still at that medical office, still making the money that you make, doing the things that you're doing. It's all coming in. Not understanding why he's, you know, all of a sudden he's under, he's dealing with all that. And because we don't push therapy like we do now, all of a sudden the jealousy sitting in the envy sitting in <clears throat> the lack of not communicating because everything that he based his, his, his self in the main principles are erased and he don't know what to do with it. They dealing with it and they going to have to find a way to deal with it. The only responsibility that we have is giving them a safe place to express their feelings, not in a way that is toxic or damaging to you, but to express their feelings or however they feel, support them and look for them a therapist so they can deal with it. That part. Relationships is a lot of work. <coughs> well, to be honest, a lot of them don't. It's no excuse. A lot of them don't. Because of the still what like it's it's a lot of different things out here. <coughs> but that's also not an excuse for you not to go get the help you need. Because just because your said partner is not equipped or don't know how to deal, it doesn't give you the excuse to not go get help for you to deal with it. Because you might not find that vulnerability in your relationship. But you're going to have to go find that vulnerability outside that relationship with said help that's good for you so you can fix your shit. We need to stop letting our partners be our crutch for not developing the way that we're supposed to be. Mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally. We can't let relationships or be in relationships and say, okay, well, this is enough or we not going to do. There's time. There's like, there's no excuses. <clears throat> and for people that are single, that are seeing people in relationships I can really get the sentiment like, eh, I'd rather not deal. I'd rather just stay single. Because I cannot, you know? And I'm at that point. 
me being a part, don't get me wrong. Yes, I'm very still married. My husband's not going nowhere. But me being a polyamorous black woman, I have no other partners other than my husband at this point in time. And for the longest, don't get me wrong, I loved all my partners that I've had so far. But for the longest, I had wrapped my identity in said partnerships. And now that I don't have any partnerships, it still doesn't make me no less gay, no less polyamorous, no less anything. But it definitely has me a whole lot freer. And that is a place that I couldn't be until I did what I did. I am understanding the concept of really being by myself. I'm understanding the concept of not taking less than I deserve. Because everything when I go into a new anything, when you spiritually connect it, I already start doing it prior to me, the date. So by the first of the year, I'm already in practice of what I'm doing. And next year is one of them that it's like, no, I don't care how you feel because that's not my responsibility. I am not allowing nothing that I don't want to deal with. I'm not dealing with it. I don't care what it is. I am protecting every part of my peace by all costs. And when I say by all costs, I mean by all costs. If I start talking to you and I tell you these are my these are my boundaries and the day you cross tiptoe stick a finger put a mirror to it think about I don't give a damn how you do it but you cross them I'm done I'm done with ease done without drama done without negativity done without hold envy anger none of this shit I'm just done period Taking or accepting less than you deserve. I think there's a difference. You think there's a difference between what? Taking and accepting? Therapy is not is is not a big enough topic. It's not a big enough topic for our community. But it will be. It will be because we are still changing the generation under us to go through it. We can't do nothing about our peers, but we could do something about the ones underneath us. Um, I do not think it's a difference between accepting or taking. Because except if you're accepting from somebody, you're taking it, it's the same thing. <coughs> you just shouldn't do it. But the key to that is figuring out who you are so you would know exactly what you deserve. Past even to what you deserve, you need to do it to know exactly even what you want. Because you could be in somebody's face wasting their complete time because they look good on paper. They treat you very right. Pretty nice people. But there's nothing about them that connects with you. You just with them because they better than everything else. You're holding a place that doesn't belong to you. And you know that all that good person, but your ass still unhappy. All that nice communicator, nice financial person, good credit, nice teeth. And you still that motherfucker get on your last nerve. There's nothing about that person that turns you on mentally, stimulates you physically. None of that. You just holding a place because they better than what's out there. That's wrong. 
And a lot of people do it and so unhappy and choose to ignore the unhappiness for that 75% of what looks good on paper. You have to figure it out for yourself. And the craziest thing is about it, the thing about